0: Well, Covenant, I am excited to get to speak to you. Um, I am excited for what I get to share. I, I'm, a, I'm admittedly a bit, a bit flustered. I, one, I hate talking into cameras. Oh, I hate it so much. Um, and then two, there's just, just realization of the situation that I, I've been here for so long and now I get to share one thing with you. Um, and I, and I want to share it well, and have so much of my heart is, is in this and behind it. And um, so, before we get started, I, I would just love to pray for, for me and for us. Um, so, I invite you to pray with me. Father, your word is good and it will not return void. So, God, I pray now that um, you would strengthen me to be clear. You would. Work in those who are listening in their hearts that they would understand, God, that your word would bring life as it is understood. And so, uh, God, I pray for myself, pray for those who I love, um, that you would be here now. Amen. Well, what I'm going to share this morning is something that I have struggled to share in the past because it can sound a lot like hard news. Like, it's it's not this warm and fuzzy message, and we like to say warm and fuzzy things because um, we like to think that people will like us when we share warm and fuzzy things with them. And that's that's not what this is. But isn't it true that sometimes we actually want hard news? If you've ever just had like some big problem that is just it's it's constantly going on and like you, you know something's wrong but like no one will actually tell you that anything's wrong like if you go to the doctor you know something like something's really really wrong with you and they say "No, it's fine just like go home take some advil we're not really sure um you're fine it's just it's something small and you're like no but like i know there's something wrong or maybe when we're talking to a friend and you can tell that something's wrong with your friend and they keep saying i'm fine i'm fine like, but I know you're not. And so what we are going to be looking at today uh, in Mark chapter 8 is going to speak to this because, um, look, if we're honest, we're a people who like to pretend that everything's fine when we know it's not. <laughs> when we know that like stuff is not just okay all the time. We know a lot of days that we wake up and <laughs> it's just not fine. But somehow we live in a world that has somehow convinced us that we're fine. All all we need is just a little more money. We just need a little bit better weather. Um, We just need a little more free time or a little better car or a little more respect. And if we just had those things, we would have it. And so we have this little problem. We just need a little more of this one thing, a little more than I have right now. And then we would be fine. And can we just be honest? Look, our problem is deeper than that. So today, our passage is from Mark chapter 8, starting at verse 27, and it says this, Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they told him, John the Baptist, and others say, Elijah, and they're really missing that, Um, and others, one of the prophets. And he asked them, but who do you say that I am? And Peter answered him. He nails this. He says, You are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. And he, Jesus, began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And after three days, rise again. And he said this plainly. Get <laughs> old Peter. For whoever will save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? This is God's word. So um, we have a passage that goes like, it is awesome. Uh, Jesus is having this nice little discussion One of his followers against Peter has this great answer about who Jesus is, and Jesus celebrates it with him. And then right after that, Peter shows maybe he didn't understand this Messiah thing so well, and he gets called Satan. And then Jesus says one of the harder things that he says to people. And so, um, again, it seems like Peter has had this huge breakthrough. All these people have these wrong answers about who Jesus is, and all of a sudden it's as if Peter finally has the right answer, like he finally gets it. But then Jesus says something that challenges him, and Jesus tells him the truth about what's about to happen next, the truth about who this Messiah really is. And so Jesus says, again, in in verse 31, that, look, you say I'm the Messiah— and you're right, but I'm gonna suffer many things, and I'm gonna be rejected by the elders and chief priests and be killed, and after three days rise again. And it says that Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Now, why does Peter do that? Why does Peter, after like theoretically, like he had the right answer? And now Jesus says something that throws him so off that he then turns to Jesus and says, Jesus, no, 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 Jesus, you're wrong. What was it about Jesus dying and all that was going to happen to him that threw Peter so far off? So, um, one, I don't know, but I have a good guess. So I invite you, just you know, put on your thinking caps and, and, and go with me real quick. Um... The Jews had this idea, this, this common understanding of the Messiah, that he was going to be a king on earth and take the Jews who were currently living under the Romans, and he was basically going to get rid of the Romans and put the Jews back on top. Um, that Jesus was going to be, a, 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 in, in a sense, the savior of the Jews and returning them to the prominence. That they used to enjoy. That he was going to be the the king who defeated the Romans and brought the Jews back on top. That they weren't going to be second class anymore. Um, And, I mean, if you think about all the things that Peter had seen Jesus do, he's seen Jesus get rid of sickness. He's seen Jesus get rid of pain. They've seen Jesus heal people and um that time when everyone was hungry and all of a sudden jesus just conjures up like a full-size dinner out of the the, the little boy's bread and fish and jesus conjures up that for all of them and, you know like being with jesus probably would have been pretty nice in some ways and then jesus says like yeah this has been good but this way of being with me is going to end because i'm going to die and that flies right in the face of what Peter believes about Jesus, and so he's like, "Jesus, no, 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 no! This, this is, this is not how this is going to work." He says, "No, no, Peter, I am going to die." Peter's like, oh, "Jesus, Jesus, look, we are living the good life. The good life is now. That's 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 what it is. You, you are the one that's mixed up, and somehow." Because of what Peter said, Jesus says something potentially even crazier. He says, Peter, that way of thinking is satanic. When Peter says that, Jesus says to him, get behind me, Satan. Now, why does Jesus say that? He answers right after. He says, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Um, can we check ourselves real quick? What do you set your mind on? And if, if you just had to like think throughout um, yesterday, wh- what was your mind on throughout the day? Uh, was your mind on the things of God, or was it on just the earthly things? Um, and could it be? that when we set our mind on earthly things, it actually kind of tears us down a whole lot more than we thought it was going to. It's like, look, I I, I do this all the time. When my mind is not on the moment I'm in, like, well, I struggle so much to enjoy what God has given me in the moment I'm in because my mind's constantly on something that's going to happen in the future. And so I never enjoy the thing I have cause I'm always waiting for like that next thing that I'm going to have so I can enjoy it. The next car, the next relationship, the next vacation, the next job, this time when I'm finally going to get to rest. For some of us, maybe our mind is constantly focusing on that next promotion or if we could just have more money or we could just have more respect. Our mind is just set on these things. Do we actually think that we would be happy then? Like, do we think this kind of thinking is how God would have us think and that this kind of thinking works? So again, check yourself on this. We can probably come to an answer pretty quickly. Um, Have you ever thought this way before? Um, like, have you ever had in your mind something that you said, "Look, if I have this, then I'll have it. Like, I'll, I'll have life. It'll be made for me." Have you ever said that before? Did you get it? And if you got it, then why are you asking the same question all over again? If you said, "Look, if I get this thing and I have it, then life will be full. I won't want anything else in the future. I will have it made." And now all of a sudden you just want that again. You want something else. And so we're never actually enjoying. We're only always wanting. We think, um, thank you, Disney, that um, it's like our, our happily ever after is just right around the corner. That, that if, if we just get something right, we can be at this, this point of, of like finally be where the grass is greener. And that very well could have been the mindset that Peter has, because he's like, no, Jesus, 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 we need you for now. We need you so we can get these things. We need you so we can get uh, this, this food, like, look, so, so we can have life awesome now. And Jesus says, look, no, Peter, that, that way of thinking is broken, and it doesn't come from me. The world that we live in, it's just broke. It's broken. Because we live in a world where like, look, I can't scroll through social media without seeing a bunch of different advertisements telling me, look, hey, if you just get my thing, like my product or do whatever this new thing that I'm doing is now, like, your ministry is going to be made. And, and like, we know this isn't true. Everyone is just holding out this apple right in front of our, se- our face saying, look, if you just get this, you're going to have it made. And We know that that is not true. I mean, how many people... Are trying to make a living by giving advice. And statistically, how many of those people are probably actually depressed? And so we live in this world that is so deeply broken. And everyone is just trying to find life, and we just can't find it. And it's always the next thing, always the next thing, always the next thing. When we set our mind on earthly things, it is so natural and it so does not work. And so Jesus is like, all right, y'all, I'm going to address this. And so, you know, when like, maybe parents, your kids are saying something, you're like saying something to this kid, then you're saying something to this kid, then to this kid or this kid. And you just heard something so many times, you're like, all right, y'all, come here, come together. I'm gonna say something to you now. It's basically what he does. So it says, in calling the crowd to him with his disciples, this is what Jesus said to them. It says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life We'll lose it. If you seek on this earth to save your life, to maximize your life, you will lose it. And again, we know this to be true because how many of us have been chasing an all-elusive happiness our whole life? We've been told that life's supposed to be happy, but we constantly end up frustrated. We're still waiting for our happily ever after. And we think, man, if I just had this, I'd be happy. Just that, I'd be happy. And yet we find ourselves constantly frustrated and constantly saying, I deserve better than this. But do you? Do we deserve better than this? Look, if we take all that God has given us, if we take... Um, just the, the, the breath that he has put in our lungs, if we take the gifts that he has given us, if we take the, 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 the food and the strength and the mind and all the gifts of God and our, our abilities, and one day we meet him when we die and we say, and, and, and God says to us, all right, look, why should I let you in my kingdom? Why should I let you have life everlasting? And we say, well, I used all the things that you gave me freely to accomplish my goals so I could enjoy my life. Is that the response that you want to give? Oh, man. Man, I would be scared if that is the only answer that I could give. Look, um, I, I don't like the coronavirus. Um, but there is this crazy thing about times like these or just times when someone's dying that um, when death is more real, it's just around us, um, we end up paying more attention to things that maybe we should have been paying more attention to all along. And so, yes, we might be young and healthy and we're probably not going to die, but um, when stuff starts happening, it becomes so much more real to us. Yeah, I'm going to die one day. And so, when you think about, look, when you think about how you are living your life, what you're setting your mind on, and how you're using what God has given you, does that make you excited for the answer that you will give God one day? Or does it make you a little fearful? Look, if we are trying to get all we can out of life now, one, we'll, we'll lose it now. And two, we'll lose it forever. If we say to God, look, God, I use all that you've given me, and I use it to accomplish my dreams, and that's the only thing that we can tell God um, there is no reason that he should let us into his kingdom, We'll lose it forever. But even think about now, too, because we've realized that when we think that way, when we live that way, we just constantly end up frustrated. I mean, it doesn't work for us now. So again, Jesus says, Whoever would save his life will lose it. He will lose it now and he'll lose it forever. But there's an alternative. Starts with the but, there's an alternative. Jesus says, whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. look, if anyone would come after me, let him lay down his life, take up his cross, and follow me. Let him intentionally lose his life for my sake and the gospels. And if he does this, catch this, it's really good news, he will save it. And so, yes, the Bible teaches us, look, this is the proper response to what Jesus has done for us. Look, he has done all this, he has given us, he has provided a sacrifice for our sins, he's done it, and so yes, he deserves everything. But look, even think about now. Could it be that by laying our life down now and taking up our cross now and following Jesus now, that we will also save our life now? The good news is we do those things. We save it. We find it. We find our life not in doing life our own way, but in obedience to God. In laying down our hopes and our dreams and our desires for comfort and reputation. And we lay those things down and we look for more of Jesus. And could it be that in we, in, when we do that, you become who you really are. You become what you were made to be. You become the real you. When we lay aside all those things that we want, we say, I've got to have this, I've got to have that, and we say, look, no, Jesus, I'm going to follow you, no matter what. If I lay those things down, I will, right now. As a matter of fact, show me an opportunity where I can lay those things aside so I can have more of you and I can love people more. What if, instead of constantly just seeking to avoid pain, and avoid suffering, what if we actually welcomed those things in the path to knowing God more and loving people better? just took up our cross as we followed Jesus. Now, um, I realize that Jesus' command is hard, and so I'll ask this, uh, where can we find the strength to do this every day? Like, The moment I wake up and I roll out of bed, that is not what I wanna do. That is not how I wanna live my life. I don't just wake up wanting to just give my life away for people. And so here's what we must do. We must train ourselves to do this. We must do it over and over again. We must look to Jesus. We must look to Jesus who took up his cross and followed his Father's will at a great cost for you. And he did that so that people who fail at laying down their lives every day might one day spend every day with him. Look to Jesus, who did not seek to live a long and happy life, filled with riches, with many adoring followers, and a perfect home life, with the American dream and a beautiful wife, in the suburbs, with a home and a pool and 2.5 kids and a dog, did not do that. Though he had everything he could have wanted, it was within his reach. He could have had it. Instead, he'd actually denied himself the opportunity for those things and laid them to the side. And willingly took on suffering for the case of love, for you. Um. Here's what's crazy. Uh, Did Jesus do that because that was the original plan between him and God from all eternity past? Yes. So in a sense, can we say it was his duty? Well, yeah. But even more so, the book of Hebrews tells us why Jesus did this. It wasn't for the duty that was set before him. But he did this for the joy that was set before him. Jesus laid down his life and took up his cross for the joy that was set before him. The joy that that his eternal love for you would be realized and that he would get to enjoy you forever. I am my beloved's and my beloved's is mine. And so Jesus inviting us to deny ourselves And lay down our life is an invitation to sacrifice, but even more so it is an invitation to joy. To join him in the place where he laid down his life out of love. He invites us to join him there. is an invitation to joy that starts now and it lasts forever. And so, um, Covenant, just personally, I would just love to speak to you. I am not good at that. I, I am not good at intentionally laying aside my wants and my desires so that I can have more of Jesus and so that I can love people better. If I were to be graded on that Um, I would I should fail and yet God has been gracious to me and he has allowed me the opportunity to do that enough that I know how sweet and good it is and so covenant it has been my supreme joy to serve you whatever it has looked like whatever form it's taken Whether there is pain or struggles, highs, lows, it has been my joy when God has worked in my heart to lay aside my wants and to serve you. And my supreme hope for you is that you would join me in that joy. That you would decide to lay down your life and take up your cross for the sake of Jesus and the sake of others. That you might have this joy as well. There is a very distinct joy I haven't seen it anywhere else. There's a very distinct joy in pouring yourself out for the Lord and for people. It's no small thing. I know most of you may have some I don't know may know some of my story, but um, my story is not that I came from a place where I didn't have much and then met Jesus, and he just changed everything. My story is that actually, when I was in high school, I had just about everything that any high school kid wants. Um, and yet the amazing part, the amazing thing was that um, when I came to know Jesus, it was so much better. And once I started having the opportunity and realizing, look, here's what life looks like when you lay aside the other things that people want, And you just lay that down to love and serve people and help them to know Jesus. That there is a joy so much deeper and realer. It's not even of earth that we can have when we lay aside our life, our our desires and our hopes and dreams for Jesus and the gospel. And so, covenant, that is my hope for you. That is my prayer for you. And I cannot wait to see what God does in the coming years. Let's pray. God, thank you that on our worst day, you are good. Thank you that you invite us into your sacrifice and also into your joy. Amen.